This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 52. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hey, welcome back to the show. It's Ollie here. And, you know, I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast, for checking it out. I really appreciate your support and the emails I get from you from time to time. Uh, it's so much fun just to be here every week chatting about language, languages and language learning. Uh, so I hope you're, you're getting value from the show and that you're enjoying it. Today we've got the second half of a fascinating conversation with Luca Lampariello and we're talking about whether l- technology can help you in your language learning. If you haven't heard the first half of the conversation, you should go and check that out first. It's episode 51. And so this is a continuation from the first half. Before we dive in, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, italki, which is probably the most convenient place on the planet for getting your language learning, your language lessons every week, because you do it from the comfort of your own home. And if you'd like to get a free lesson, simply head over to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson. So let's get into the second half of this conversation with Luca Lampariello. I, I would, you know, use a this old book, uh, these old books that are not old, but old fa- people might consider them old-fashioned, but a book like Asimov or Teach Yourself or other books, they're still valid. Is that, is that old-fashioned? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know, but some people say, oh, you're starting with books, you know, you don't use yeah. the internet, and, and they, they, maybe not old-fashioned, but some people might think, oh my God, I have to now I have to turn off the computer, actually, and I have to get to, uh, I have to hit the book, so to say, and in a way, it might be considered old-fashioned. You know, sometimes people tend to think, oh, now he, and now it's smart to use the Internet, and now you can find all the information. But the Internet is a tool. It's not an end per se. And if it becomes an end, then then we got a problem. Yeah. Because I tend, I, I myself am, you know, guilty of using it too much, but I use it for work, I use it for a number of things. But whenever I find precious information, I make sure that I download it, print it, and, uh, you know, read it without looking at the screen and i believe that looking at the screen is you know when you look at the screen i don't know about you ollie maybe it's my problem but i cannot focus on something more than five minutes and then i have to change a page yeah i I have exactly the same thing and i I find that even if i can focus i don't really take it in in the same way as if i've got this physical thing physical piece of paper in front of me or you know exactly we hop around we hop around all the time you think okay in search for information and we think that and in this case, this is a glaring example of how actually quantity goes to the detriment of quality because we tend to look at a lot of resources, a lot of stuff. Um, oh, that piece of information, that piece of information. We haven't looked at anything. Like the depth of our thought is, is, is actually we're, we're becoming shallow without even knowing that. Everybody, this concerns everybody. And there's this famous video. Um, also, the book, is, in, is the Internet making us stupid? No, it's not making us stupid. It's making us more uh, superficial in a way because actually I found out, uh, to my, uh, much to my dismay, I might add, that uh, reading a book has become difficult. And once I was reading this wonderful book, which is called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I've, I've been reading it, you know, and then I read like five pages and I realized that, oh, five pages, I thought I had read like, 30. It looked like five pages looked like, you know, 10 minutes looked, looked like an hour of reading. 
And I just realized mm, this is not good, you know. I'm, before, when I was 13 or 14, I could spend five, six, seven. I, rem I still remember that I read a book, which is called The Stand by Stephen King. In a matter of three days, it's a, it's a gigantic book. I was like completely absorbed. I don't know if I could do that now. I don't think so. I think after, after 30 minutes, I should take a break, then another break. And I was completely absorbed. It's like as if my brain had changed a little bit. And that's not good, you know? And, and, yet, and yet, the world around, when you look at the world around us, you know, wherever, you, wherever you go on, on, the, on the metro, on the street, uh, in the office, people, people are just living their lives on their phones, on the internet. And, and so I wonder, like, for, I wonder is, you know, is it, is it going to become more hard to, more hard, is it going to become harder to learn languages with this environment that we've got? Because I, I remember when we, when we had this conversation before, one of the things that we both said, um, was that which is something really really interesting i think which is that we remember what language learning was like before the internet hmm. um that's a very interesting that's another very interesting point um i would say i would answer this way it's true that before we were more focused we could spend more time on, on books etc but the thing is that we also had difficulty finding resources. I still remember very well, in 1999, uh, the internet was, had already been created, but I was not using it at the time. Um, I remember that I was, I was desperate for material in, in, in Dutch, because I had bought Teach Yourself, and then I had bought Asimov. But apart from that, when I hit the intermediate stage, so to say, so it finished the, uh, the books, then I told myself, I have nothing to read or nothing to watch. And then I remember that my, my cousin went to Amsterdam and I asked her, I begged her actually, please buy me a couple of books. Um, you know, I would have been super happy if she, uh, she had given me, I don't know, she had bought me some DVDs. <laughs> Nowadays, you can watch whatever you want, TV shows, etc., etc. So on the one hand, it's true that we had less possibilities. Now we have... The possibilities are, you know, limitless for, for a lot of languages. You can do whatever you want. You can spend the whole day watching, reading, and speaking, even writing in Dutch, for example, and, and getting corrections on the fly, etc. But we have this curse of, of, of uh, too much. We have too much. So people, I've noticed that people get lost in the dungeon. So they tend to download a lot of resources and then end up using not even one of these resources, and they have this problem of attention. So on the one hand, the Internet looks like this treasure trove, you know, that lures us into this, this kind of uh, kingdom where we have everything, and we tend to look at, look at how much we have, and then we don't do anything useful with it. And then you have this attention spent problem. So it's, it's, I don't think that the, you know, the, the destiny of language learners depend, de depends on them. Meaning for every single language learner, it's up to you to tell yourself, you know what, this is the technology, it gives me a lot of possibilities, but it can also take a lot of my time. So it's up to you how to organize and to make decisions. And then if you have the courage of actually looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, look at how much time I've spent on Facebook, look at how much time I've spent hopping you know, from side to side, then you know everything can change. But the, the, the problem is that it's a personal choice. You have limitless possibilities nowadays, but it's up to you to decide what you want to do with the technology, and that's the real, uh, real key point here. I mean, it's a, it's a choice, but it's also experience, isn't it? I mean, the experience of because I guess what I what I sort of really saw into that point was the fact that you know because we grew up in a in a time where 
where there wasn't the internet or the internet was just at the beginning. We, st we, we were lucky enough to have this experience of what it's like to just to learn by reading books, listening to CDs and things like that. For people who are 10, 15, 20 years younger than us, who have grown up with technology, it seems to me they've got, they, ha they have an extra piece of work ahead of them now because they have to learn how to step away. I agree. It's more difficult. I am actually, I actually think I'm, I always tell my, um, uh, tell my friends, we're lucky that we were born in 1980 because you're, we're talking about language learning, but you can see the, the detrimental aspects of the internet. Like you like a, a 12 year old kid can watch porn. Can you imagine the impact it has on his mind, his or her mind? This is not just a problem of language learning. It's a, it's an overall destruction. It can be dangerous. So you're right when you say that the certain generation, well, you know, they, uh, they're not doomed, but we also have the responsibility of, of, of telling them, look, we have had this experience, but we'll, they still have a choice of reading books. You know, it's, I, I think it's responsibility of the parents who are listening and then also us to say, look, um, the uh, the offline world is still valid, and the online world is great, but you have to make proper use of it. Uh, and I think also, and there's a lot of smart people, so they will realize that something is is wrong. You know, um, the compulsive use of, of I've read an article maybe a couple of a couple of days ago about the compulsive use by teenagers of of Facebook social networks is actually very bad for their health, and like the doctors themselves say look, we had a problem. So a lot of people will find out that they have a problem, not even just, oh, I can't learn a language, I can't focus enough. It's an overall problem. And maybe they're going to be conscious of that. You're going to realize, okay, this is not the way um, it works. I know of a lot of people, I read a lot of articles, but also met people personally told me, you know what, I've had enough of Facebook. I've had enough of this. I'm just trying to use the computer as least as possible. And obviously these people, uh, who the people who are also learning languages, they are realizing that. So unfortunately, I think it's going to be a minority. Unfortunately, I think that a lot of people are going to um, fall into the trap and possibly they're going to find out that they find themselves in a trap because I'm not saying that the internet is a trap, but it can easily become addictive. Everybody's addicted to the internet nowadays. Have you noticed that somebody gets to your house, they say the first thing is they look for the key, you know, the wire for the, for the wireless. Yeah. I have a, you know, when I have guests, that's a, especially from America here from Europe, a little bit less. I don't know why, but in general, that's the very first thing they ask. It's like, what, what is the internet? Can you give me the internet? It's like, Oh my God, you know, otherwise they get lost. And it happened to me as well. When I don't have the internet, I get a little bit nervous. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not connected. Can you imagine 24 hours without being connected? looks like three months. You know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, what happens if I miss this or if I, if I miss that? Yeah, you don't. And the truth is, you don't miss anything. It's just that you know we're so connected that it has this addictive thing that even with social media, if you spend twenty four hours uh, away from Facebook, oh my god, I probably you know you start thinking, start this nagging thought that a lot of people wrote to you and you didn't get back to them, and you know it's it's addictive, but it's you you become part of the system and you can't do without it, and it's very dangerous. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, that's, that's really, it's been a fascinating conversation and that's exactly why I wanted to, to record this chat because, um, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a growing problem and it's something that hopefully people can listen to this and realize that, you know, there is a, there is a way, there is a path other than, than technology and, and, and apps and stuff like that. And it's, and, and it's there and it's how a lot of us have, have had success with languages before. So listen, thanks very much for taking the time. Before you go, um, where can people find you? Where, where would you like to to send people if they'd like to find out more about Luca.
Um, well, I got a blog which is called the www.thepolyglotdream.com. This is my blog. I also have a YouTube channel. If you write Luca Lampariello, L A M P A R I E L L O, and that's Luca, L U C A, not Lucas, as they normally call me in French, um, you can find me easily. And also on Google, you can find uh, a bunch of stuff. But basically, it's uh, YouTube and my uh, and my blog. Cool. And I'll link to both of those in the show notes as well if anyone would like to follow up on that. Okay, man. Thanks a lot. Take it easy. Fantastic. Take care, Ali. Cheers. Ciao. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Luca Lampariello. Once again, if you'd like to check out Luca's blog, it's at thepolyglotdream.com. Now, I've also put this, I made this available on YouTube, this entire conversation. If you, so if you'd like to check it out on YouTube, on on your phone or on your desktop, whatever, maybe save the video so you can come back and listen to it another time. Or maybe share share the video with someone that you know who's learning a language and maybe is a, you know, kind of a either a technology fan or is a bit scared of technology. Either way, uh, maybe they would get value from this. If you'd like to check out the video, I'm going to put all the links to Lucas stuff and this video in the in the show notes, which will be at IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash episode 52. And, you know, we've been talking about language learning and technology and what, whatever your feelings might be about, about this. I, for me, personally, I find that there are a small number of extremely useful uh, apps and websites that, for me, are absolutely indispensable that help me in language learning every single day. And I've put those all together in an ebook, which is available for free. If you'd like to get a copy of it, simply go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com just that I will teach you language.com and right at the top of the page you're going to see a box where you can you can get a copy of the guide you need to put in your name and email and then I'll send you a copy of the guide straight over it's called 10 essential tech resources for smart language learners and uh, you know <laughs> that's exactly what it is so again if you'd like to check that out that's available for free on the website I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show italki for your language lessons wherever you may be on, on the road probably not on the road, <laughs> in your office, at home, in a hotel. This is the place where you can get your language lessons in at a time and place that's convenient for you. If you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash start speaking, and we've got a buy one, get one free deal there for you. Again, links to everything in the show notes, which will be at iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash episode 52. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found that valuable and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.